Welcome back to the Ec Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the most powerful crime lord of Chicago, Jay. Join as always as my co-host, Tax Evasion, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing just just dandy. How are you? I'm doing all right. Better than Al Capone was doing when he had syphilis. That's true. That rotted his brain. But it... What a... What a... What a bizarre footnote, huh? What a great man. Because, you know, like, it was into an era when, when they knew how to cure syphilis. That's the craziest part. He's got a penicillin shot. And you'd it's be... not just like, oh, you know, it was way in the past. Because you, you might think that. Yeah. From our modern perch. You might be like, oh, who... Nothing to be done about it. No. They could do it. There was very much something to be done. And he could have afforded it, even if it was an expensive thing, which it reasonably wasn't that expensive. You know? This is a lot about something. Mm. It's a lot about Chicago. It's a horrible place. Don't go there. (laughs) Unless you have to. So we saw Wish. Didn't we just? We did. Uh, So I make this wish. uh, It's something... One of the King's songs. I can't remember any of the lines from the songs. This is the... Look at the thanks I get. This is the this, this is the thanks I get. Uh, the newest Disney animated film. Um, Which part of that were you unsure of? And <laughs> uh, all of it, probably. <laughs> you sounded unsteady, Jake. I was the, the newest D- Disney animated film. I only, I literally almost said the newest Disney animated from from Studio Disney, and I was like, well, I can't say that. So there's a little bit of pause right at the end where I there you go. didn't want to make an absolute ass of myself. You didn't want to say Studio Disney. Well, no, I didn't want to say, like, Disney animated film made by Disney, because I'm just saying Disney By twice. Disney Animation Studios? Yeah, all that, so, which was just a redundancy, or not redundant, redundancy. That's who made it, is who made it, though. And, oh boy, I wish they had tried harder. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it wasn't good. <laughs> I wish someone had tried harder at a thing. I wish it was better. Man, I don't know if I... Basically, I'll get right I didn't get distinctly the sense that people didn't try hard enough on it, but okay. I thought this movie was kind of just nothing. That's fine. That's really how I felt. Um, it takes place in a in the in the far off land of the Mediterranean Sea. Wasn't that a weird detail? I, I feel like you, I couldn't understand what like is it trying to be like a, a Greek kind of thing? I couldn't tell what the influence was. There's parts where they're like dancing and it seems Spanish almost, right? Is it? But I guess that's similar kind of region. I don't. It's it's. Spain touches the Mediterranean. It seems like part of the idea of it is that it's cosmopolitan, right? You have people from all over the world, and it's this convergence of a bunch of cultures. But again, it's like, what? It's it's very strange. I thought it was a weird detail to just be like, it takes place in the real world. I know a lot of them technically do, right? But it's not, it's always like fake countries, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like. It's not Hamlet where like, and we're in Denmark, but we're also doing Hamlet. It's like, I guess kind of, because like Frozen is like, oh, vaguely in like the. Scandinavia or whatever. Scandinavia or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an island of the Mediterranean. Yeah, and uh, this king whose magic built an island where anyone could go, when he, but you have to give your wish when you're 18 to him, your truest wish. And he keeps them all in his little wish hole. Because he's devised some sort of magic by which... To take a wish. To make wishes into tangible... Orbs of Physical power. things which you can use... And view. To, to grant them. Like he's made them a real thing. Um, but that's maybe not a good thing, as it turns out. Yeah. So, and then our main character, Asha, yep. is a tour guide. Her family lives on the island in the, outside the city. And it's her grandpa's 100th birthday. And hoping his old boy, I hope his wish gets granted. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Not really. Think about it repeatedly. But, like, for her grandfather to be 100. And, this, and the thing is, is, the movie calls attention to it several times, right? Otherwise, maybe I might give it a pass. But it's, it's repeatedly mentioned how he's 100 and she's not yet 18. 
That's incongruous, Jack. That's insane. We're missing, like, what? Easily two to three generations. If not, you could argue almost four. Oh, yeah. Her dad is... The only, yeah, he has her mom because her dad is dead? Yeah. He got a uh, uh, vague Disney illness. And died off screen. They didn't kill Dis- the mom this time. He got Disney parent illness. And yeah. But not a mom this time, so... Right. Well, and they don't kill anyone on screen. Like I thought, I thought for sure the grandpa might bite it before the end, but no, he makes it. Th- he pulls through. He through to play his fucking mandolin or whatever. Yeah, yeah good for him. Inspire a Che Guevara esque revolution or whatever. He I did. thought for sure the reveal for that was going to be that it was her. Oh, that'd be you good. Know, she was the thing he made. Now a better movie. It might have been. Would have had that happen. Um, I thought for sure that was going to be like, oh, look it, you are the thing I made that inspired the future. Term. But no, it's just. At the end, he's just playing his song, which is nice. You know, good for and him. But. God bless the old hundred-year-old man. He's got—he ain't got much left. But so, yeah. Basically, it turns out that like that's not cool because why don't you just grant everyone's wishes? Um, and the king's like, well, I only grant the ones that help the kingdom. Some of them are also whack. Oh well, I gotta say a lot of them are whack. But he's like, well, the thing is, is that if everyone wanted to do their own wishes, they would just do them. But instead, they gave them to me because they know it's too hard, and they just hope they can get the easy way. Which I suppose there's something to and. For some reason, before this movie came out, there was a lot of people who made a big deal about how, like, oh, look at he's just right. This is just right. And this says a lot about our society. Everyone wants their wishes granted. But this guy knows what he's talking about because of the greater good kind of thing. And the Disney villain is just correct. And it's like, one. The villain's not supposed to the be correct. Not cor- like, you're missing the point of the movie, right? Yeah. Obviously. Also, you hadn't seen the movie. Like, these people going off the one clip where he's, like, annoyed at her. And he's like, oh, this, this, and that. And people are like, look at, see, he's correct. Like, you know. Not seeing the part of the movie where he, like, consorts with demons. <laughs> and consumes wishes. So, not really the same thing. But, I don't know, that was one of the weird discourse pieces about... about uh, wish, The wish uh, course. The wish course. <laughs> oh, that's you good. Say. Was the whole, like, wasn't he just right? The Disney villain's just good in this one. It's like, yeah, man. Like, if you had, like, not enough context, you might be like, man... Zeus really was too mean to Hades. It's good that he decided to roll up and try to kill them all with the Titans. But you'd watch the actual film and know through context that the bad guy's still the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He usually goes right? too far. You'd be like, oh man, Ursula was right. They probably treated her poorly for being different or whatever. Then she called her a witch and cast her out. And so she was right to <laughs> turn to a monster and kill all those people. And you'd be like, oh wait. Mm. You'd be like, hey, Scar like, was right. Scar he, was right. <laughs> yeah. He should have killed his brother and then made all the hyenas Nazis maybe. Hmm. He he was right for. <laughs> they should have just let him be king, even though he wasn't the oldest and was l- less well suited for it. Yeah, evil and conniving and weaker. Like again, if you just take the villain side of it every time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> MF literally listened to the villain song for this movie. They're like, hmm? he's, oh, I think he's oh, right. He's kind of cooking with this. Oh, oh, oh. Did he's he in the kitchen. Did he spit, spit, right? Based exactly. It's film? like if you just take Scar's word for it, of like, oh, they don't. None of them respect me, and I don't get the respect I deserve, and my brother's a fool. You'd be like, yeah, I guess I guess I would think that if I believed him, but I don't. I don't. He's the bad guy. He, so remember when he takes power and he ruins the savannah? Yeah. He overhunts know. and like everything falls apart. I remember. I remember. And so it's just like, I don't. So Asha's room, she's like, oh boy, you can't be doing this king. King's like, you better get the fuck out of my office. So kicks her out. And another thing is they allude to like, if your wish gets taken, you're like sad. You, like, lose all your child... You lose, yeah, you lose a little piece of your soul. All your childlike wonder, I think, is the idea. Mm-hmm. She has... She has also, she, all her friends are the seven dwarves, which I did not care for. I don't... The, the grouchy one, I was like, I get it, he's grumpy. I, he's, just, he's just a short, angry man. We'll talk about this, but yeah, I, it didn't bother me, even a little. In terms of the whole... 
that's that's another part of the wish course. So the big part of the wish course is there's too many references. Now, the thing you have to remember about this movie is it's inseparable from the context of it, right? Yeah, the whole point is it like is it built? It, that was how it was built, right? It was, it's the hundredth anniversary. It's yeah. this. It so this year is Disney Centennial, and this is their Centennial movie, right? I would think, and I would honestly argue, in a lot of ways, it's it's probably more restrained than it could be. Yeah, it is largely as just a movie that's completely self-contained. And it has some references and things in in, in jokes sprinkled throughout. And people are like, "Can you believe it?" The the silliest take I've seen out, out of the Wish Course is people being like, "Look at they're clearly trying to make a Disney cinematic universe," and that's not that's well, obviously not what's happening. No, that's... I can't imagine anyone actually watching this. Like, how franchise brain do you have to be to watch this movie and be like, "Whoa, can you believe it? They're making another cinematic." It's like, no, they're just making pretty meaningless, lighthearted jokes, right? Yeah, you saw like Bambi's in it. Yeah, Bambi's in it. Um, what else? Big John. Or Peter Pan's in it. Little John. Because the bear's John, and, the, and he's like, hey, Bambi, okay, thanks, John. So I guess it's like the bear from Robin Hood. You know, Bambi's a boy. Yeah. A lot of people don't know Bambi's a boy in many such cases, Jim. Really? He, like, flirts with the female deer. That's like the whole point. Well, I think people just don't remember well, nobody's Bambi. Seen, people nobody's... Just, well, people don't remember anything other than the picture of the fawn. And what's well, a fawn, you can't tell. But he, obviously, yes. Not only does he flirt with a beer, a deer, or a doe, or whatever. By the end of the movie, he's grown and has antlers and shit. Like he's yeah. the prince of the forest, or whatever the fuck. So, uh, yeah. many such cases. I haven't seen Bambi so long. Promise yeah. I once as a child. And- well, it's old as shit. It's not one of the great ones. It's one of where we're like, oh, this is kind of old and slow before. And then I like, really picked up the, the and then, pacing like, and then he kills his mom. Whoa! Now that happens at the very beginning. Well, I'm, that's like yeah. immediate. Yeah, that caused like a significant like apparently like drop in hunting in the U.S. Really. Where there's like a, a, a whole generation of people who were actually less likely to hunt deer. Hmm. It caused a problem because... Too many deer. Yeah, like that's a genuine part of the whole balance at this point. For better or for worse, it's like humans going out there and shooting the deer because there's too many of them otherwise. And then they're still going to die, but they're just going to get like... Hit by cars. Hit by cars or starve in the winter. So, <laughs> but yeah, more you know. More you know. So go out there and, and thumpers in it too, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There's a rabbit. The rabbit? It kind of might be. There's that squirrel. The squirrels kind of, it looks like the squirrel from uh, King Arthur. Yeah. With whatever that movie's called. I think it's called King Arthur. Sword in the Stone. The very same. Um, Many such examples. Many such, much more. I mean, even down to like, if we're just going to jump, I mean, we don't care about spoiling Wish, right? Wish the Wish movie. Go see Wish if you want, I guess. Who cares? Or don't. Who cares? Uh, at the end, like the villain becomes the mirror on the wall, right? Yeah. He's trapped in the mirror. She becomes the fairy godmother. I mean, wait, the star is the star that you wish on, I guess. Yeah, because the, that's the thing. Again, that's the idea. Is like this is the centennial. It's like around that unifying idea that Disney's like when you. I mean, that's been their like theme song, if you will, for yeah. ever, right? The when you wish upon a star. It's like a whole. That's the whole song. That's the whole point of Cinderella. That's the whole thing. Cinderella. Isn't that what that song is? Pinocchio. Oh yes, I think she, I, I'm I'm conflating them. Right. The, the song is from Pinocchio. I mean, you're always wishing. You're there, always there, wishing. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with Disney. You're always going to be wishing. You're always wishing, maybe. So, ABW, always Always <laughs> But yeah, I just, I couldn't believe. After the movie ended, I was like, did I miss something in this to, to Cause really of- drive home this whole, oh, there must be a cinematic universe? Like, I was waiting for, like, Mr. Incredible and, like, <laughs> someone to, like, walk out uh, and be for like. For Big Baymax. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's, you've uh, taken your first steps. <laughs> Princess Elsa and fucking the, you know. Frozen squad, but she's wearing like, like power armor or whatever, like ice. Yeah, armor. Hercules, and I don't, I don't know. 
Simba to walk out and be like, you've taken your first steps into a much larger world. No, not even Simba, like the the line from Lion King 2 that's falling with Simba's... Ah, yes. So an even deeper cut that less people have seen. Simba's daughter fucking... I don't know. Can't think of, I cannot think of those characters. I names. can't think of those characters' names either. It's not half bad, though. It's probably one of the best directed DVD sequels of them all, if you, in case you were wondering. I wasn't. What about Lion King 1 and a half? That might be the best one. No, I think I think it's not. <laughs> well, hey. They say that the best one is probably Cinderella 3, if you can believe That's it. That's the time travel one, right? Or the time travel one. I've seen parts of that one. I've seen it. Um, is it the best? Please, I really like Mulan 2 a lot as well, actually. Mulan 2 more Mulan? It's called Mulan 2. If you can believe that. Oh, I can't. Anyway, you look at you. The second Lilo and Stitch is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Hunchback and Notre Dame. Like, oh, actually, the the Aladdin ones are actually good, too. Genuinely. Oh, that's when they meet his dad in Prince of Thieves. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just do more like... Well, the second one's just Return to Fire and then they do, yeah, the Prince of Thieves. It's like more of the... Ellie more Bob. of the tales from the Arabian Nights, Jack. Like a thousand and one tales. A thousand, because there's a... Yeah. It's a thousand and one of them. Not a million. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What else about this movie that I didn't care for? I feel like the middle for me the like the second sort of act of it all mm-hmm. like nothing happens yeah i thought it was weird that it was like the stuff know, we're up in the we're looking at those wishes and then magnifico is like you suck get out of here like almost immediately and then Im- right and she kicks her out and then immediately basically and we go down and we're sad about it but then the star shows up and it's like okay we have to go back in to get the wishes and you're just like that's it that's like it was it felt like nothing to me it felt uh, like we were just kind of like very circular in a way i don't know yeah i, I agree there was nothing, and it was pretty simple. It it, it really just amounts to, I, I'm going to get up in the tower again in the same area and have the wishes again. Like, that was all, I don't know. Yeah. So. I feel like they alluded to more of Magnifico's backstory. They're like, yeah, and my kingdom, I had an old oh, kingdom, yeah, and it fell to ruin, and it got burned, so I, and I can't let that happen again, so that's why I control the wishes, so it's like, feels like something with yeah. wish magic happened. Now that you say that, I... I was kind of expecting that too, like you know, the ending where it's like, what's you know, it's resolved and we've defeated him, but he gets like a sim, you know, we get some sort of sympathetic backstory for him of like, oh, I'm only the way I am because of this. You don't understand. Yeah, my, <laughs> my all came to darkness. My, my, king- my kingdom fell to ruin. They're like, nah, I've seen the mirror, dickhead. I thought for sure it was like, because he's, yeah, he's like, my parents died, and I was like, is this? I I thought it'd be interesting if it was a more like uh, just a more kind of grounded thing of some kind oh, like it just, wasn't related to magic it was just like a war or something and my parents just like died just, just on a realistic armed conflict killed his parents or something he's like i know what i'll do magic you know like in um in kanto yeah it's like a flashback part where it's like they were fleeing an armed conflict or some and kind. they were like, like holy shit what if there was magic yeah so it's kind of like that but it wasn't we don't get any of that he just no. i i was very surprised by how unceremoniously he just got sucked into the mirror and was like, and he's gone forever. And then and they make a point to be like, whoever uses the magic even once is irredeemably evil. Their soul is cast to hell. I thought that was. It's really like kind of okay, feels like he's just trying to protect. Feels like he can be sympathetic in a way, right? Especially because they, yeah, he was. The spells kind of had were were influencing him to be worse than he was yeah. necessarily. And again, I'm not going to go so far as to be like, oh, he was right, right? Because again, the people who are like, oh, it only makes sense that people can't be trusted with their own wishes because if everyone gets their wish, then there would be bad wishes. And it's like, yeah, again, I guess if you took it to... But again, the whole the whole thing is that the wishes, the wishes don't happen on their own. Either he ha- he makes them happen or... Through magic. It's a thing you just have to kind of pursue in a realistic manner. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's how it ends, right? Is that like, oh, look it, we're just gonna actually like do these in a normal way. Yeah, I think I think the thing is that he's using magic, so they get exactly right what they want. Which, which if you grant with magic, have, like the lady who wants to fly, she in in the end, she's like, well, you'll make a flying machine, and yeah, then well, you'll like, fly. Actually, but he would just give something. her, he'll turn into a like, fucking bird or something and be like, hey, there's your wish, dickhead. You know, so like an instant gratification kind of thing almost. But yeah, also to me that just, again, the people who were, I, again, I don't know why this was such a thing. of like, oh, Magnifico's right. <laughs> Hashtag Magnifico's right, you know. Um, but it's like, I, I don't under, I don't see the value in being like, uh, it only makes sense because, yeah, there's probably people who have like evil wishes and you wouldn't want to grant those wishes. Yeah, I guess not. I don't think. You can probably just assume that's not the case, though. Yeah, it's for the context of this Disney movie, you know, these wishes are pretty innocent. Like, yeah. yes, I guess if you t- actually, gr- if we in a very Sanders realistic sense, if you try to give every human being their like deepest heart's desire, there'd be some bad ones for sure. But I mean, there's also like you wouldn't be a lion like benevolently ruling over the, you know, all the animal kingdom of Africa. Yeah, you'd eat them. You'd eat them. And you wouldn't be like, well, we have to eat them. So maybe sometimes in cartoons, things can be a little bit fantastical. Yeah. Maybe? Just maybe. Maybe I mean, all the gargoyles don't talk in Notre Dame. It sounds like, you know, George Costanza. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. So yeah, that, that one didn't make a ton of sense. And again, not to be that guy of like, ooh, kids' movies are all dumb and don't have any... No, but like, yeah. You don't have to be like bringing in your, you know, cold, dark logic of like, ooh, wouldn't it be fucked up with this. I'm gonna be fucked up if Hitler got his wish. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, dude, I guess it would be fucked up. That's almost that's almost like as you know, dumb and just in the opposite direction, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't write off everything as, you know, we don't have to put any thought or effort into this because it's for kids, but also to just be like, oh, that's such a tired old thing, right? To be like, oh, kids movies are kind of dark if you think about it. Yeah, man, I guess. I guess. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? So... What'd you think of the music? Uh, I don't know. I really liked the first song. I don't the really first care. song? Like the, the one where she's giving the tour? Yeah, I liked the tour song. That was fun. That's it? And I didn't really... I didn't like any time Chris Pine was singing. I was like, this doesn't sound very good to me. I um, mm-hmm. thought Asha was... I thought the person who... I don't remember the actress's name, but I thought she was a good singer. And uh, something, I think, right? Hathaway? She was in West Side Story. Oh, she was, yeah. She was the sister of... What's no. her face? She's not the sister? Cousin? She's like a sec- She's like the second lead of that... Whatever. No, she's I can't Rachel remember. Zegler's brother's wife. Oh, that's what a sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. That's yeah, yeah. what it is. It was so sister of some persuasion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh no, no. Her name was Anna. I think in her name's Ariana DeBois. Okay. DeBois. Um, she. Yeah, she she has an, she won the Academy Award that year. Oh, very fun. I'm supporting for uh, for that. But yeah, she obviously she's a good singer. Um, so Rachel. Nope. Julia Michaels wrote the music for this, or some of it. I don't. I don't know how much one or the other, but she's one of those artists that you might. Do you know her? Just hearing her. No. She had that song "Issues." That's big when you're in high school. It's like I got issues. You oh got them too. yes, yes. Um, but she also that's, that's like a solo song of hers. She also has written a, like a million songs for other people. She's one of those. I'm a ghostwriter kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, for written songs for artists including Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Fifth Harmony, Shawn Mendes, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, Haley Steinfeld, and Gwen Stefani. Wow. So, I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. Um, And a lot of people have criticized the music in this for being kind of generically poppy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think I would say it's generically poppy because to me it's very distinctly her. Um, 
I'm a fan of some of her solo music and stuff, so I like wasn't I was interested in hearing it of like, oh, well, I like her music, so I probably will be more positive on this maybe. But in seeing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty like it's it is it's very distinct, maybe in a way that's maybe too much for a, a Disney musical kind of thing, right? Mm. She's got like the some of the songs have kind of like an, a different, like unique kind of cadence to them in the way they sing, mm. um, which I definitely like recognized from some of her other songs. But it's just like maybe it's a bit too much for again, like a musical. Like you want them to be more traditional kind of show tunes in a sense, almost, you know? Yeah. Like big epic songs of like really moving the plot forward and things. But I mean, I don't hate it. Definitely don't love it. But again, it, at the same time, it's like people who are decrying it is like, oh, we don't get good songs anymore. It's like, I don't know. This is one movie where they made it. And then we just had Encanto not that long ago. Exactly. Everybody loved Encanto. But I think people say the same thing about Encanto, actually. I think that's part of the argument. Oh. Encanto has like more poppy kind of music. Oh, too. I guess that's true. No, nothing like Frozen 2. We haven't had a good Frozen 2 in a while. I literally saw someone say that like the Frozen 2 was like the last of it. That was the last. We don't know what we had, Jack. Not for you seen Frozen 2? I have. Ooh. That's got some good songs there for sure. I can't remember almost any yes, of the you songs. you can. Into the Unknown? Like Come on. I, I think that was the only one I would have been from the name. Lost in the Woods? Oh, and okay. Like, Jonathan Groff to sing one. And then the one, the reindeer one I know. The Kristoff one. That's the two I know. There you go. But I didn't care for that film, so. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine, I guess. Like I said, I definitely was like, oh yeah, it's, it's a bit much. It's a bit weird. Like, like the the cadence thing to me is the weird thing where mm. like people I don't know she has this like thing where like the the it changes I feel like in the middle of like a line like we'll be talking one thing and then there'll be like a weird pause as then we like shift the cadence which we're talking and now we're oh now we're going fast and then you're like wait did they stop oh no they were just slowing down and then I don't know mm. but whatever I don't know enough about music to really like accurately yeah to I really mean I barely know down. enough about films to talk about what we. You know, whatever this is here. So yeah, we 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 have letterboxed accounts, so we can pretend to know my thought film. We don't have the music equivalent of that. But overall, I mean, I I I don't hate it. I don't know. I just don't. Maybe I should, Jack, but I don't. I don't hate it either. But I also I feel nothing about it. I just feel it was just kind of a, a film that made no impression upon me. Um, I didn't really like the the goat deep voice goat. I was like, yeah, I think it would have been better if they didn't. It was like a reveal in the movie and not like a trailer thing. That might be. Yeah. That kind of plays it better. Um, but that's probably it. There's another thing maybe. I can't remember. Do you like the star? The star was fun. I know I saw some stuff when the movie came out that the concept art for it was that it was going to be like a shape-shifting like, guy. And everyone was like, what the hell? She was going to fall in love with or something. And people were like, that would have been so much better. Might have been. It might have been. That's my thing. I don't know why. I was surprised by how many people were like, this definitively would have somehow been a, a vastly superior thing. I feel like that still could be boring if you yeah. do it poorly. I mean, yeah. just like I suppose this could have been more interesting if they had done it better. But that's <laughs> that's movies, I guess. Like, what do you? <laughs> yeah, if you make a bad movie, it's gonna be bad. I was surprised by people being like, ah, this would have been a definitively superior thing. Is is her falling in love with the star boy? I guess could have been. Could have been, but maybe because it w- it's just more. It's more of a riskier move. So there's, maybe they'd put more into well, yeah, it. Yeah, it feels very safe to just be like, ah, it's a goof, cute, goofy, cutesy that makes no noise. It just gives kind of nothing that we can just sell merch of. And yeah, it's not a human that we have to pay a voice, voice actor. actor we can't. We have to pay Chris Pratt to get in here and be the love interest. So you said you didn't like Chris Pine singing. I did not. Did you just like him generally as a villain or? Um. No, not really. Okay. Yeah. 
because again they don't i don't think they do and like i said before enough with him like they don't develop him enough and then they just make him evil they're like i mean it was kind of evil the whole time it was kind of evil the whole time but at least there was like some kind of reason to himself why he should be doing it and i'm like all right i guess that's interesting enough even if he's not right mm. and he's like and i'm using satan magic and now right. i'm like the plot can wash their hands of me and I'm just evil and I have to be defeated. Exactly. I, I definitely agree with that too. That's why, again, I was so surprised when it's just like, and then we just trap him in the mirror and we're all like, ha ha. Even his wife is like, that's what you get. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. There's no like, all right, let's. He had one bad day and the marriage was <laughs> over. It's like, there's no like, maybe we should try to re- rehabilitate him or whatever. Talk him out of this or maybe every, maybe some, everybody wishes the king is an evil and the star just makes it so. Do you want to have some references here for fun? Sure, for fun. Okay, so at that one at the end where she's like, I want to fly. Here's a man making a flying thing. Peter Pan. It's Wendy and Peter. Right, right yeah. Caught that. Uh, the Her goat, the pet goat, says he's going to create a um, utopian metropolis where animals can all live in harmony or whatever. Yeah, that's utopia. It's utopia. Um, the wildlife is, yeah. Various wildlife films. The rabbit's thumping his foot. The squirrel is starting to The tree's alive and has like a face like in... Bahamas. Oh yeah, and like we said, Bambi and the bear. Um, oh yes, uh, someone. One of the wishes he smashes is someone who wants to visit Fantasyland, and he smashes and says, "How about Neverland?" Get it? Uh, no, that was a very good one. So, and then all the all our friends are just the dwarves. Like you said our friends. Yeah, I don't know. I, did did they become that? Like again, the way they talked about it has made me. Like I saw people on Twitter talking about it before, and maybe think at the end it was going to be like, and then they were all going to go off and be the seven dwarves or something. And it's like that doesn't happen. So it's just They're it's people. just kind of a reference. Like, yeah. There's nothing to that. Also, why does it make? Did they wish to be dwarves? Would that would this Asian with a crush become a male dwarf named Doc? Am I, what am I meant to get from this? Right. Like there's just nothing to that. The star again. Like he said, uh, she's the fairy godmother. He makes Utopia. He's the mirror on the wall. Yeah, so I guess that was it. Oh, did you did you see that after the end of the? Did you see the credits at all? I saw a little bit of them. It's it did all the. I went through and like did all, every Disney animated movie just or probably not everyone, but most of them, a lot of them. It was like fun. Little, I thought that was fun again. Like that's why I've been thinking. Is just like this is clearly just a nice fun reference kind of thing. It's not that, <laughs> not that deep. It's just not that deep. Oh wait, who's the grandpa? Is the grandpa somebody? This is kindly old Sabino. Forms. Uh, his age and the fact that it's his centennial birthday when the film takes place are... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's 100. Disney's 100? He's 100. He's Walt Disney. He's, and he inspires the generation. <laughs> Likewise, in his first scene, he replicates the superstitious Bruno's knock-on-wood tick from Encanto. Ah, yes. What a reference. He knocked on wood. What a stupid... What a shitty article. <laughs> he loves pineapple cake, as Walt Disney himself favored. Well, there you go. And then at the end, he's entertaining the children of Rosas. So there you go. Yeah. Yes, that is. That does work. What fun. What merriment to be had. But it made less money than Napoleon, though. Didn't it just? What, Why, what, what do you think of that? Do you want to talk about some bombs? Sure. Some things to talk about. I, I actually. So Napoleon and Killers of the Fly Moon have actually also, have both flopped now. And there's people being like, oh, those are streaming movies, which uh, I say is bullshit. Because they really spent theaters. Well, they one they literally they just did release them in theaters, and two stream movies make no money anyways. We've talked about this, right? Yeah. To me, that doesn't really hold any water. We've done it to death on the show, but streaming movies don't make streaming just doesn't really work anyways. But streaming movies do not make the money back 
at all. Obviously, I, I think it's pretty it's pretty safe to say that whatever movie they either of them did make it at theaters mm. uh, is more than they're going to technically make on streaming services because it's just yeah. kind of how that works. So I don't you can't just like put it out and then cop out by being like, well, technically it's just an Apple Plus movie. Also, I don't even know how that works. I think that's kind of a I don't know if that's even the case. Like Apple TV was involved, but I'm not sure that they were both like streaming because you know how it goes sometimes too, where it's like, oh, this is a Netflix movie, which just means that Netflix, Netflix made bought it. the streaming. Yeah. No, I mean the opposite. Oh, they just like, the Netflix streamer. didn't buy it at all. So I don't know, but it's just weird how that's not being talked about as much. Meanwhile, it's like the Marvels and Wish are. You know, disasters go broke go broke because we hate disney and we you know it just gets tedious don't you think yeah it's just no one has any new nothing new to say about it well it's not beyond even just like a oh i hate women kind of thing which is fine like <laughs> it's not fine but i'm just saying like it's clearly just you're trying to push some kind of narrative whether that is like the anti-woman or whatever like go woke go broke hollywood's going too woke or like people are sick of the mcu whatever whichever angle that you're trying to come at that with Ignoring movies like Napoleon and Killer of the Flower, Killers of the Flower Moon also not doing well to prop up that narrative when it seems more and more like the reality of it is movies are just not doing well, right? Yeah, movies are f- failing. Because you can't be like, well, Disney sucks because they suck at making Wish and they suck at making the Marvels and they suck at Indiana Jones or whatever because... Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. And now, again, Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon, like, supposedly these better movies from this year right that are not disney that are supposed to be like the better versions of this all also flopped flopped so there's something else at play i think what is there other movies that flopped recently that we saw i'm trying to just look i mean anything dc so that's true anything dc the flash and blue beetle um uh, like hunger Hunger games is not hunger games and five minutes at freddy's that's true five minutes at freddy's as well i don't know if dumb money dumb money is probably fine i think the creator did well Did not? Yeah, the creator lost money. Oh, no. So and that's what I mean. That's another one. Like, that is technically Disney because it's one of the Disney, Fox, whatever the fuck. Oh, that good thing. That's one where it's like, oh, look at this is a unique, interesting sci-fi thing. It didn't make money. It's not like, what do you, yeah. yeah. There's clue again, my only thing is there's something else going on here. You know what I mean? There's something more at play. Yeah. And I think people, um. And the thing is like, some of those critiques about Disney and stuff can be true. It's just like. It's not again, true to if the. You're not, if you're not going to argue from a place of like. Fairness. In, yeah, fairness and like intellectual honesty about it. If you're going to make weird provisions about why Napoleon's technically a streaming movie so it doesn't count, when it's like, does that apply to every Disney movie then? Because every Disney movie they make goes to streaming eventually. So is that all the streaming movies? Oh, The Wish is just a streaming movie that got a, <laughs> that got a theatrical release too. So it doesn't, it's actually the theatrical cuts, that's just icing on the cake, you know? It's Haunted like, Mansion no. did terrible, but it yeah. went on streaming. Well, that's how some graphic that like... Every, Guardians Three is the only profitable Disney movie that came out this year. I think I might have. Is it? Is it this one? Yep. I question the validity of this. None of this makes sense. Not all of this, at least, makes sense. Like the fact that Little Mermaid they say lost a hundred million dollars. Where? That's so much. That's a lot. And that was a movie that did well. So I don't. I find some of these figures a little bit off. Uh, Dubious. Yeah, but well, because it says Guardians of the Galaxy also only made twenty-eight million. Twenty-eight. That's all it made, right? Which is not actually that much, right? So I don't know. Because the thing I saw said that that would almost wipe out the the all of the the profits that they made basically off of uh, what was it? It was like Infinity War, Endgame, and uh, No Way Home or something. Mm-hmm. Like so, whatever. Some like some of the biggest wins they've had 
are almost all offset by this. Now, I guess it's, it's when you're getting into like profit loss is different than gross, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Theatrical gross, only a fraction of that goes to Disney. So I don't, I mean, maybe it's closer to this, but that still would seem low. So some of these numbers don't seem quite right to me. Again, it's like, how did Wish lose $200 million? What the fuck was the budget for Wish? Can't have been that much. Just a animated mm-hmm. movie. 200 million. <laughs> no way. Jesus Christ. $200 See, this million is in an I, hour and listen, a half animated movie? Listen, I've been saying this all year, but they need to f- figure out how to make movies cheaper again to some extent. Jesus. Where'd that money go? I don't know. Paying Chris Pine to talk? <laughs> but still, if we do the whole... Well, again, I guess if we do the whole thing and then we do the Hollywood math of another hundred-something million for... Marketing. Marketing. You know, that means you're almost four... Well, probably almost 400 into the hole. And so, how much did it make? Wish gross. It's only made 100 million so far. So, yeah, it's not even close to breaking even, I guess. E. Yikes. And that's just the gross. So, like, how much of that does Disney even get? So... Listen, maybe maybe there's some validity to some of these, but I don't know. Even like Haunting in Venice, this, they have it in as a thirty-eight million dollar loss. That was <laughs> that's tough, right? Yeah, Jesus. So, and then there's another one, Haunting in Venice, technically a Disney one because of the same. But does that same thing apply? Like, it just seems like when it's for some kind of again, some kind of narrative, whatever that that narrative might be that we're trying to push here. You go look at all these Disney movies lost money, but then if it's you know, I, I don't know. Again, there's something else to play. Because obviously, The Haunting in Venice doesn't fit this paradigm of those other movies. Mm. So, something else is at play for sure. That's that's my only take on it. Yeah, and you know maybe streaming is just really on its way out, or like quicker than I even anticipated. What did we give it last time? year? I was like, oh, oh yeah, let's stay, well, five years. Within five years, we're gonna see some changes here. And now it's like every it's been the biggest <laughs> strike ever this year. It's just been one event after another to make me be like, man. It's I like, mean, they put the. Be- I mean, they're putting uh, Max stuff on Netflix. Like maybe it never worked. Maybe yeah, who- we, we. I sent you this thing that, and apparently Netflix and Apple are open to bundling with their streaming rivals. We're just back to. We've just come all the way back to cable. Yeah, it literally. I, mean, I was gonna say like last year. I was like, oh, they're gonna start adding ads. Uh, almost all of them have added ads by now. Oh yeah. So it's getting. Or they're about. Uh, or like you have to pay more to keep the ads out. Not having the ads, yeah. Oh boy, you know. Oh, brave new world, isn't it just? So, so in summary, wish it was all right. Watch it if you want or don't. I think so. <laughs> all right. Well, that's perfect. Well, that will architect out of it into. I'm gonna do Pandaverse. Sure. All right. We'll do the. What's it called? South Park. Uh, the newer, the newest special. Uh, Into the Panderverse. No, it's not called Into the Panderverse. Oh, is it not? What's it called? Night the Living Panderverse? Here, I'll pull it up right here. Joining the Panderverse. There it is. South Park joining the Panderverse, which is just one of their many specials they've been doing recently. Right? I mean, I'll, I'll probably let you say it because you know you're more into yeah, South yeah. Park than I am. Fuck it. Don't I hear it? It's not on there, is it? Max? Moving for Max? Is it on Paramount? No, it's on Max. I'm almost Anyways, positive. yeah, South Park's been doing this thing. I don't know. It's I, I don't know exactly how it all works. Um, I mean, a big thing is they haven't been making TV seasons lately, so that's part of it. But there yeah. was they did have one a couple year or two ago, last year, the year before. Uh, anywho, they do these specials in addition to the normal show, and it's like it was originally announced. I remember as like a 
like, oh, South Park, they're going to do 13 South Park movies. And everyone's like, whoa. But it turns out they're just like 40 minute. They're just kind of double episodes. Yeah. So if anything, their output is slowed down <laughs> compared to if they were still doing a season every year. Although they hadn't been doing a season a year for a, a while, a good long while. But um, yeah, so they have these kind of double long episodes. So the new one for this year was South Park joining the Pandaverse, which is just kind of a general uh, satire on like well, a couple things. Uh, Multiverse AI. stuff. Or no, wait, is it AI? I don't think, no, I don't think What's it's It's the AI. whole thing with the, it's like the, I guess it's not AI as much as the outsourcing. Um. Sort of like gig economy, I guess. Yeah, you would call it. Does AI? I can't remember. Does AI not factor into that eventually? No, it doesn't. I think it's just the handymen who become rich. But yeah, it's that one's mostly just. I think. I don't know. I. I or no, I know. I think it. No, it does because that's why. The, that's why the handyman. Because it's like you need a college degree, but all the jobs that need college degrees are being replaced by AI because uh, carbon goes to therapy or whatever, and then it's like actually I have a therapy AI. Yeah, yeah. So there's a. There's South Park Universe B that we start with, and but it's all uh, the our South Park boys and all the all the characters of school as culturally diverse women <laughs> of color. Um, and Cartman is just played by this black woman, but she's just Cartman, but she's still just Cartman in all all yeah, the sense of the word. Mostly act the same, yeah. Uh, and then a portal opens up, and the Cartman switch places. So the only person who isn't like that is Cartman's mom. She remains the white woman that she is in both universes. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, this was a particular note to us. One, I like South Park. I just watch most of the stuff they think. But I thought this was a particular note for the both of us because, again, it's like generally satirizing like um, Hollywood and uh, the, you know, whatever remakes and fucking franchises and the whole cinematic universe. And obviously the concept of multiverses, which has become increasingly popular over the past sort of year, right? Mm-hmm. Of, like everything's the multiverse and all of that. Obviously, like, you know, there's a particular focus on like the superhero kind of side of things too. Um, but in t- typical South Park fashion, you know, and it's almost cliche to say at this point, but people somehow still forget they're playing both sides. They're playing both sides against the middle here. So yeah. I just thought it was, you know, worth watching for us because there's so many people who have taken some of the stuff from this, unironically, yeah, to be like a genuine endorsement. When South Park's like, oh yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. I hate Kathleen Kennedy, and like when when Cartman's like they just take it and they put a chicken. When, when you know when Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Cartman, right? <laughs> yeah, she's like put put a chicken and make it lame and gay or whatever. People are unironically like post that all over the place now, and they'll reply to like <laughs> they'll reply with that gif. Yeah, it's be like, like ah, look at I got you, and it's like you've just revealed your own ignorance. Right. The whole point is that it's ridiculous. They. Kathleen Kennedy is played by Carbon, the one you're not supposed to agree with, the racist, sexist, right. awful eight-year-old. He's never been the one to agree with. It's just that's the way it's always been. Like you're just being a goof. So you know, all that was just kind of interesting to me. Uh, did you did you enjoy it overall? I did. I, I thought it was funny, funny, right? Yeah, it's good. I like just Carbon being Kathleen Kennedy is very funny. How he's terrified of him. Her again. That's uh, that whole part of it, right? Is obviously very relevant to us. Oh yeah, because uh, always talk about we're everybody always talking about, hates yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. She in particular has like a bizarre sort of following online. People who and and this so perfectly reflects it to me because that's why I know, like it's just again I don't it's so obvious that they're taking the piss out of both sides because I don't know how you could watch this and actually think that they're unironically like on your side, completely agreeing with you because they they do the thing of like they're in like a Disney like a full size Disney board meeting right. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of group meeting. It's not even really a board, but it's like 
Bob Iger's there, and he's, like, scared of Kathleen Kennedy and what she's going to say about everything. And it's like, the, the, the this very concept that Kathleen Kennedy has influence over, you know... Anyone else. All this other stuff. It, we've talked before about how I think that the... There's there's many many Star Wars fans who have an outsized idea of how much influence she has over anything Star Wars. Yeah, much less when it's like oh Marvel and this and that and the other thing. Captain Kennedy's there telling wish bye is bye. Bad. <laughs> right, Captain Kennedy's the reason that Wish and you know the Marvels are bad or something. It's just like you're a, you're a maniac. Yeah, you have no concept of what's going on. So like again, I don't know how anyone came away from this being like oh yeah, it's probably it's probably accurate actually. Accurate, yeah, okay, but. I guess it happened. I don't know. I mean, I know what happened. Like, there's only a part where she's like, "Yeah, I was getting a bunch of hate mail. It was pretty terrible." And Cartman's like, "Oh yeah, that was all me. I was sending you ten thousand. You know. She's like, "Nah, it was ten thousand. Yeah, I was trying to get to twelve. Or I was 13. doing more like thirteen actually." And she's like, "How? How are you supposed to be? I don't know. I guess people just have no self awareness or empathy. Maybe I think that's a big one. I mean, there's people who are just generally like, it's funny to be really shitty. I guess I don't know. Not there were like people. a couple of angels over here or anything. I guess, but." Come on. I do shit pretty hard on Zack Snyder, but he deserves it. Yeah, he made right? he made he's gonna make Star Wars Watchmen. Everyone's gonna piss and come their pants about it. You'd have to be a real goofball to be like this. This sh- show actually hates Kathleen Kennedy as much as I do. You know, yeah. but listen, you just can't. People can't be trusted. You know. Yeah, they can't be trusted with their own. You know. What is the whole like? Um, there's like a rule about this about trusting people about the internet and how like anything that you think is satire. There's going to be someone who just rolls with it unironically. Is it Poe's law? I don't know. I know the one where, whatever the law is, that at some point the Nazis will be brought up in an internet conversation. Poe's law is an adage of internet culture which says that without a clear indicator of the author's intent, any parodic or sarcastic expression of extreme views can be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of those views. That's what what happened here. (laughs) Yeah, good old intent versus content. And again, I'm not saying that either... I do think the special is um, definitely criticizing that, like, there is too much sameness in Hollywood and there is too much multiverse and multiverse stuff and all of that. But it's definitely not saying that. <laughs> I don't think that the, the guys, I don't think that Trey Parker and Madison unironically think that there's like too many women in <laughs> movies no. or that, again, that they actually have any problem with Kathleen Kennedy, the person. So, no, not at all. The fact again, the fact that there's un- I have to unironically see people in like Star Wars conversations now, like post her being post Cartman, Cartman, Kathleen Kennedy saying put a chicken and make it gay or whatever. I mean, that tells you all you need to know, right? Yeah, we've gone too far. Oh um, yeah, overall solid. I yeah, think. good time. Good time. South Park is, I think, still funny. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, so that, that's like anything though. Do you do enough of it? Do enough of it, and people, you know, we talk about this with a number of the shows that we've watched that go on for a while. It's like people forget. You know, when you say, oh, the old seasons were great, it's because you're remembering your favorite episodes from the old seasons, but... Yeah, but... There was obviously stinkers back then, too. You just don't recall them fondly, because you, you're not fond of them. You didn't rewatch them. You don't quote them to your friends or anything. But I think they're still pretty solid, and I think they're still quite good at a bit of bit of satire. Oh, yeah, for sure. They really have... And again, I, like I said, at this point, it's almost cliche to say, but it does still remain true that, like, they're... I, do, I really do think they're pretty decent at, like, taking the pace out of both sides. For their, yeah. for their nonsense and coming away with a half decent sort of like middle of the row. I mean, I guess it's the that's our classic enlightened <laughs> centrist type viewpoint where the where the wisest of all because we don't get involved. But 
Yeah. Actually, I'm better than it. I I know I it's somewhere in the middle, and I can't possibly get involved. I couldn't hope to. But you know, usually in a South Park episode, whatever like Kyle or Stan come come away with at the end is just like pretty reasonable. Yeah, they go, "Hey guys," because again, they were the ones at the end of this who were like, "Yeah, I don't care about the multiverse or whatever." But they also weren't like screaming about women. So yeah, they were doing all right. Kevin's thing. You also played Baldur's Gate three. That was a big selling point as well. That was good. Um, So yeah, it was a good time. So uh, we'll do a short little segment for once. I know listeners, it's shocking. We'll do a segment that's under forty minutes. Uh, but yeah, we'll architect out of that into final topic of the night, Dream Scenario, starring Nicolas Cage, uh, the newest A24 film uh, about everyone dreaming about a guy, that guy being Nicolas Cage. Um, I had high hopes this would be based on the trailer, but I gotta stop trusting trailers. Yep. I've been steered astray too many times, and this is one of them. So, this is one where the trailer really gets you pretty much everything. Well, maybe not everything that happens, but everything you need to know. Yeah, it gets it to speed. But yeah, it's basically just Nick Cage is a uh, boring family man kind of guy. Yeah, he's a and, professor of evolutionary biology. Uh, w- what if for some inexplicable reason a bunch of people started having dreams of him, including people who, well, well obviously mostly, as it turns out, people who've never met him, mm. and it becomes this worldwide phenomenon that seems to reveal the existence of some kind of collective unconscious subconscious unconscious whatever and uh how that would do it's basically what it is it's a big metaphor for it's a big analogy allegory whichever one for cancel what's the difference between an allegory and an analogy i think allegory an analogy is directly metaphor well is it all three do you think at times this um, movie i don't think it might be it might be but allegory is referencing another literary work i didn't expect you to get all and then I think Actual definitional. I'm well, you, I mean, but, you, but, but, no, Jack, please. Well, I mean, you ask. Make me seem like an idiot. Why don't you? Well, I'm going to make you seem like an idiot. You just, I mean, you did ask me a question. I'm going to be rude if I didn't answer it. Uh, but it's basically like fame. It's just like fame. Yeah, what if can, What if someone what if, actually did nothing how wrong about fame? for cancel culture? And when that happened, spoiler, You think it's primarily cancel culture? I thought it was just more fame in general. I thought it was like the highs and lows of it all. I think it was primarily cancel culture. Well, that's a fact. That's a facet of it, but. I was thinking about that. I think, well, I, I thought the cancel culture was, when that show, I was like, oh, this is the I reason. Mean, he literally said, I feel like those, isn't that word, like, literally said? Well, it's like, you know, they say culture war, and can't, I, I don't know. They do say it. he's canceled or something? I don't, it just they seems might. a little on the, like, that, that's obviously part of it, but I just think it's more general, like, the highs and lows of fame, Same. and everyone turns on you, and you're loved for one minute, and then you're hated the next. Um, It's one of those things where, I feel like an idiot having to admit this. But I've done it a couple of times, so who cares at this point? Yeah. But when we watch movies like this, and by this I mean, like, literally, when we go see, like, A24 movies or something, <laughs> um, and I have to just be like, I feel like I didn't get the full point of it. Right. Like, like I said, I, I feel like I got the analogy of, like, oh, look, at this is fame, right? And you think it's cool, and you're having a good time being famous, and then, but look, there's other bad things, too, and isn't that bad. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but why? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I feel like I don't know. It, it's it feels like there was something there that they they just kind of glossed over because I, there's a lot of opportunity with the fact that it's dreams. So you have like a free pass to like make literally anything occur because it's like well, it, it can be weird and I would think they do that. T- I would say that's one of the things they do kind of though. I, I feel like they could they could do a little more. Like they start You're to do right. it and they I feel like okay, the guy in the forest when he's like and I'm in the forest and there's a guy chasing him like okay, that's really weird, but it's it can be weird cuz it's supposed to be a dream. 
There's there's a few times where they do this thing of like a scene will just start and you don't know it's a dream until something happens to yeah. clue you in. I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I and also think the dark turn happens maybe too suddenly. You think so? Yeah. I mean, that's obviously supposed to be surprising kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. But I feel like there was because like we get a little bit of like okay, it's it's established even from the very the first thing we have happen that he doesn't do anything in the dreams. He's just kind of there. He's standing. He's observing. He's looking. And then we meet someone who has like a sex dream about him. And then they all suddenly just like and then all all of a sudden they're all horrible. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then they, obviously it's not supposed to be like. And I mean, it's supposed to be like I, one of the things on there, at least on the Google thing, is that like horror is one of the you know. That's true. It is. So those are the genre tags of this movie. So I feel like it didn't actually like it. The first couple of those are kind of shocking, but then I feel like it didn't really actually yeah. live up to. I thought I thought things were gonna get worse, basically. But they, they like they, they kind of say they say that like they tell you that like oh yeah one of my classmates is a dreamer. You like cut off his toes and make him eat him. It's like I thought it was gonna escalate this. Like the movie by the end was gonna truly escalate into something like freaky and yeah something weird was gonna happen in the in you know in the the real reality of the of the film. But that doesn't really happen, right? No. It's just like, oh yeah, some people have spooky dreams, and those are spooky, I guess, enough when they're portrayed. But uh, like I said, my thing is, I don't. I feel like it's just being like maybe going viral or being famous or whatever isn't as good as you might think it would be, because there can be bad things too. And what if the public turned on you if you were famous? And you're like, and I'm like, yeah, I get that, but yeah, what if? Like, yeah, I'm... I feel like there's not enough around it of like, why did this happen to him? Like, is there something he's done? Yeah, and there's. The, there's particular things where, like, he doesn't show up in not he doesn't show up in everyone's dreams. He shows up in in most people's dreams, except for his wife and his boss, which is made of which is both of those things are noted particularly in the film. This is happening, and I feel like there's nothing done with that. It's like, all right, is there a, supposed to be a reason why I took because the the character at first is pretty, like, mild-mannered and very conflict-averse and shy and doesn't like speaking out and is really uncomfortable. And his wife kind of takes the lead and kind of ferries him around, and his, obviously his boss is his boss. So I'm like, all right, is that... Am I supposed to take, like, because they're above him, they're, like, outside of this, they, they couldn't see him in that way? I guess my... But it doesn't, it doesn't... I don't think it does anything with it. It just kind of lets that be a detail. One of the things I'm kind of left asking is, like, is he a bad guy? You know what I mean, like, yeah. is he like actually like? His are wife... we meant to see his his various flaws as they as they are right? Like, as he's as flaws as in like he's a bat like, or is it just kind of like oh you know whatever he's a mild mannered kind of dude and that, but like, yeah, because his wife divorces him. I was like, feels like why would his like his wife divorce him because he's being embarrassing? Like again, like yeah, he's kind of a dorky loser, honestly. Right, yeah. that's kind of the way this guy this character is portrayed. But is that really bad? Is that so bad? And then it's like he does kind of cheat on his wife, I guess. And it's like, does the do the nightmares all happen because he because does. he cheated on his wife or what? Again, it's like I just kind of wanted a little something more as to like what what all was happening here. Almost the mechanics of it, like yeah, that's why that's I agree. That's did the dreams like, start because he was unsatisfied in his own life? In his own life, and this was some kind of you know fucking monkey's paw, right? Where it's like, oh, you want to be more respected or famous or whatever because he's he revels in it for a while yeah and so is it like is it that 
And that's what's happening is he's like, oh, you wanted to be, you wanted more people to like you or whatever? Here you go. Now everybody knows about you. Oh, look at the curls. Curls in. Because everyone knows about you and they hate you. But again, it's just, you don't see any of that other than the, the thing. It just don't, starts happening. Like he's, he has relatively little agency in it all. And, and, and it keeps repeating it like, he's like, I'm not doing any of this. And he does make some missteps, right? Like a, the video apology thing he makes is pretty goofy. And he sure. like hurts that woman's it's hand because he's trying to get it's in. It's true. But like it almost feels like he's kind of being driven insane by this because you kind of would be. In a way that I, yeah, very much sympathize with. Yeah, because they're like, oh no, you can't see your daughter. You have to leave restaurants because people are having, doing something that you have no control over and have no say over and never had any say and didn't really even ask for. And like I said, I definitely empathize with that aspect of it because there's definitely points in this where it's like, yeah, he's, I could see why like maybe if you were there or whatever, it would seem unreasonable the things he's doing but all you know us as the viewer right when you see it all add up one on top of another right mm-hmm. you'd be like yeah i would probably go insane too yeah he's like i want i just want to see my daughter perform in a play like right? i just want to be he's part fired of- from his job and then he's like oh i guess i'm living alone now or whatever i don't not, not living alone but he's live at home like he doesn't have to go to work and so he's like oh i guess i'll just chill at this cafe or whatever for my day this morning and then yeah at the cafe they're like can you leave like, everywhere he goes, he's being, like, accosted and asked to leave. Like, he's... And then his own wife isn't really on his side. His wife, like, hates him and, like, divorces him. And so it's, like... Again, the whole movie is, like... I feel like it was pretty hard on this dude. Yeah. And again, I guess the the worst thing he does, strictly, other than being kind of a dork and whatever... Talking to his ex-girlfriend, I guess. Right. Is he kind of cheats on his wife. But even that was pretty... I mean... Yeah, obviously, a, person to person gonna be a... Different thing. Different thing there, but... The specifics of what he got up to there are not uh not flattering. It's not as egregious as they could. Yeah, there's well, yeah, that's true as well. So I just don't know. I like I don't know what this movie exactly wants me to take away from from it, other than like, yeah, oh, being famous could be bad. Like, yeah, I get it, I guess. But yeah, like, like the how does this apply to me? I mean, not that I guess everything has to, but you I know what I mean. It. I don't know. I'm I'm searching for some kind of moral to this, and I couldn't I couldn't piece it out. Don't let Michael Sarah write your book or something. Right. <laughs> being a sprite commercial i it is a weird shift where it's like dream influencers yeah yeah and i'm like all right am i meant to think that this is like a real thing you can manipulate or you're right that is kind of a turn too at the at, you know the very, the very end, end here yeah. where it's like oh yeah this is all just very tangible and real and it's when we've created a technology to actually access it okay. now you can go into people's dreams forcibly or whatever yeah and like do products and at the end, he's trying to make it to use his wife, love him again. Which maybe happens? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I really care. Right. That's just it. I don't know. At one point, his wife or his daughter has a bad dream about him, too. I think so. Yeah. She doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, she, just, she buffs out of the closet and like walks weird towards her. And she's like, yeah, you know, come on. Her, all her friends are making fun of her. She's getting picked on. It's like, it's, what is he supposed to do about that? Yeah, again, like, I... Yeah, I very much sympathize with that part of it, of him just being like, I don't know what to do here, because you guys know I'm not having any control over yeah, this. I'm not, I would never torture these people. In that way, it's almost like less of, again, because there is a supernatural slant to it, it really is even less about like, oh, what if you were famous and you in cancel culture or whatever, because unless it's, unless this movie's trying to say something, I don't know, a little weird about cancel culture, because again, he he has no agency. He's not really being canceled for anything he's done. In the same way, he doesn't become 
famous famous for anything he's done. And yeah. so in that way, it's hard to apply, you know, a one to one to like real life celebrity as as a concept because it's. I mean, despite what people say, like it's <laughs> there's not very many people who are famous for nothing, right? Yeah. And there are relatively few people who are canceled for nothing. <laughs> so, I. Yeah, I was like, what am I meant to take away? Again, he's just objectively correct. Like, there's not really room for interpretation when he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I have no effect what other people dream about. Yeah. So, again, I I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know what, do you know what I mean? No, I absolutely. I Did absolutely you take agree. away anything else from it personally for you, or no? I just once once the cancel culture thing started, I was like, "We're doing this," because he's like, oh, "They canceled me for no reason." I was like, "What am I? What? Yeah, like, what's what? What's even going on now? We've gone too far the other way. We've left the like interesting supernatural stuff. Just be like, and a guy, a guy's whole life falls apart. Like, is this a weirdly kind of right wing movie? Like, it feels like that. They meant they mentioned our boy Joe Rogan. There's this whole thing of like a weird like therapy thing of like, okay, guys, we're all gonna do a nice group there, and it's like this almost feels like a parody of what you know of that, right? Yeah. Which again would be kind of making fun of like, oh, look at these college age, you know, snowflake millennials can't can't I mean, he has, look at had, their. <laughs> he has a rant about that in the right. movie. He gets like more and more aggressive. Exactly. Like this. It, so. I really don't know, like, what, what, how, did, how do you take that? Because he's kind of right about it in, in the context of this movie because of the, you know, the specific circumstances of the movie. But it's not really an ideal ideology sort of thing that I would think should really be applied to, you know, the, the larger world. No, not at all. <laughs> so I just don't, I don't know what this movie wanted me to think. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I agree. It's a bit, bit confusing in, uh, in many places. I don't know. You know, one too long, so it's got that going for it. Yeah. There was a group of people who were sitting near me, and they were older, and towards the end of the movie, I heard one of them say, uh, well, you're not picking the movie anymore after this. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, they didn't like it. And they were very confused. The end, it, like, the ending happened, they were like, that's it? <laughs> okay. I was like, well, can't win them all, I guess. At least nobody fell asleep. I saw uh, one that I liked. Um, uh, Jeanette? Ketsulis of the New York Times wrote that the film is often funny and frequently surreal, but the Borgo had more ideas and space to execute them, leading to a third act that feels overloaded and indecisive of where it wants to land. And I definitely agree with that. Like you said, there's a lot thrown at you of like, look at he... Uh, there's, the, there's the dream technology that they've made, and also he's finished a book, and he's written a book thing, and he's divorced, and, and the book's in France, but he's never seen the book, and the book's really thin, and they changed the title, and they don't actually respect them. Like it didn't actually work. The one, and there's like a plot line in the beginning where like he confronts like an old colleague about a paper, and then she steals his idea for real, and he like gets furious about that. I was like, yeah, is that gonna like that didn't really go anywhere? It feels like it was like a That's made- good point. Like in the when it first happens in the beginning, it seems like he's kind of he's in the wrong, and he's like over exaggerating mm-hmm. about something that's not maybe really happening. Yeah, like he's like we talked about it in college, but I actually did all this work, so it's not quite the same. But then at the end, it's he was right, and she did just steal his thing, which is so it's like what? What am I meant to? that about the white guy got the bad end of the stick on this one? I I, I guess but again, unless I'm supposed to dislike him, like unless there's something something about this movie that I miss where you are supposed to be like, well, yeah, he sucks, so obviously he's getting his comeuppance because I just didn't really. 
get that. Yeah, because from anything that actually happens. Yeah, he's just. I mean, he's a little. He wants to pay attention in class, but it's the worst thing he does, I guess. Again, he's kind of like a pitiable dork, but like, that's not the same as being like an actual like <laughs> villain. So I don't know. Aren't people allowed to be kind of awkward? I thought. I thought this was America, Jack. I thought you could be a little goofy. Well, it used to be a country. You could be a silly little guy if you really wanted to. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Nice. I'm like I'm like scrolling through people's letterbox reviews here. The only the funny one I saw from Letterbox was just about how seeing produced by Ari Aster made the movie make more sense because uh, the guy just loves making weird little movies because nobody liked Bo is Afraid and he got all mad about it because he put a giant fucking penis monster in that movie. You know, any good reviews as far as you can see? A lot of fours. Some a little high for me. I would definitely agree. It was a solid three. In my well, three out of five stars. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a good place to end as any. <laughs> uh, so we'll wrap it up right about here. Uh, as always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts every single week. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, Akatech J-A-Z, on Gmail at Jazz at gmail.com, or on Instagram at the Akatech Podcast, all lowercase. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Joey B. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Joey B Music. Uh, I think the O is a zero. It's one of those things. And you can find his various links to his SoundCloud, his Spotify, and uh, maybe when he's performing shows or other groups that he's part of. Um, our logo was done by a friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble and support him and his art. And as always, he wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.